Hey, everybody! How's it going? It's your Fancy Pants host, Jamesy Poo, <laughs> back on the radio. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, but here I am, once again, to all of you that uh, that care. Oh my god, James, nobody cares. Hey, no one asked you, and I'm sure someone cares. James, has anyone read you any emails asking, how come you're doing on the show, James? Well, No. Exactly. Has anyone made any phone calls, James? No. Has anyone, even your closest friends and relatives, stressed any concern, James, about you doing a podcast? You know, as a matter of fact, no one's even asked me. I rest my case, James. No one gives a fuck about you, James. You're old news, James. You're washed up, you piece of shit. Oh, you know what? Then I'm going to do it for my own amusement. And uh, I, I would be very happy if you shut your goddamn mouth. And sat over there right in the corner and left me alone. Left me at peace. But James, I want to be part of the show. You just shit all over my fucking show. James, I just said no one wants to hear it. I still want to do it with you. Okay, fine. You're right. Uh, that's my Fruity Pants uh, co-host. I'm your host, like I said, James. This is the Danger Hour. The most dangerous podcast this side of the mighty Mississippi, I tell you what. And I'm joined tonight by my guest, uh, Gourmet Black Iced Coffee. Say hello. It's pretty fucking good. I like to make myself a pot of coffee. I go up to, to the line of 10, and I keep that in the fridge for the week. And whenever I see fit, I pull it out and pour it into my Raider mug. That's right. Raiders! Oh my god, James. Did the Raiders get very far in, in the, this year's NFL games, James? Did they make it to the playoffs? Pl- playoffs? Pl- playoffs? No, they didn't. Not even close. Well, nah, not even close. But they did, you know, they tried. A good call this try. But James, do they look hopeful for next year? No, not really. I don't think they do. I heard that their uh, their odds are 50 to 1 to make it to the Super Bowl next year, which uh, aren't impossible, not look promising. Uh, they give them a couple more years. They might get a shot. They got that Derek card going on for him. So, uh, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a newbie. He'll get it down, though. You'll see. You'll all see. But it really doesn't matter anyway, because I think I jumped ship. Oh, my God, James, you're a traitor. No, I'm not a traitor. Well, sort of. I think I'm going to go on the, uh, and you can't really call it a bandwagon. I don't know if I brought this up on prior shows. It's been like two fucking months, so who knows. But the L.A. Rams, everybody. That's right. Los Angeles Rams, who happen to be, I believe, the original Los Angeles team. Now, don't quote me on this, but I think they came here in 1946. 1946. Wow, look at that. Right after we beat uh, Hitler's ass and the boys came home to impregnate all the women that were here. You know, a lot of those women, they, they try to fool everyone by saying they can do men's work. They went to the factories and all that, but look what happened. <laughs> they went right back home and got pregnant like they're supposed to be. The sandwich-making... You know, the skills improved drastically after 1945. The sandwich-making skills skyrocketed along with the baby boomer movement. <laughs> I know all the women are hating me right now, but you know what? You, you have to expect that with this show. I'm not trying to make you happy. I'm just trying to get a little rise out of you. That's all. That's it. James, you got a little rise out of me. Oh, come on. No, no, I'm not even going to touch that. But James, I want you to touch it. That's not what I meant. I mean, I'm not going to... 
I'm not going to comment on that nonsense. So keep your mouth shut. Anyway, back to football. Los Angeles Rams, everybody. I'm on board. I like it. I'm going to jump right on. You know what? There's talks of the Raiders going to Texas. Ha! If the Raiders go to fuck... Listen, if the Raiders go to Texas, there's no goddamn way I can root for them anymore. I can't root for a Texas team. Pish posh. It can't be done. There's also rumors they might go to Las Vegas. Now, Las Vegas seems like it could be kind of cool, but the Las Vegas Raiders, I don't know about that. I also heard it was some kind of gimmick. You know how they, uh, in comparison to like an actor trying to get a movie role, they, they start making rumors like, oh, we're going to hire this guy for cheaper. And they go, okay, fine. fine I'll do it for cheaper. That's fine. I want, I want the movie now. So I think that's, how it's, I think that's what's going down. They're saying the toxin to, uh, to go to Vegas. So Oakland will be like, okay, fine. We'll make you a new stadium. Okay, I'm sorry. Come back. That kind of thing. Nevertheless, no, I got to go, go on the Rams. Uh, it's, again, it's not a bandwagon because they're not, you know, like the Seattle Seahawks. <coughs> Once the Seahawks started going to the Super Bowl, everyone's a fucking Seahawks fan. I'm talking about they're coming to LA. I'll hitch my fucking trailer on that wagon. That's all I'm saying. Not a bandwagon, just a, just a pulling wagon. <laughs> it's exciting times everybody LA team I gotta jump on it and uh, my monkey and I <gasps> we're gonna we're planning on going to a game like everyone probably is let's see if that actually happens they're gonna be playing in the uh, Los Angeles Coliseum I like that little stadium it feels like uh, if you're sitting at the top you're still got good seats but they're gonna build like a 2.4 billion dollar facility it's gonna have all kinds of like concert venues and shopping centers and all kinds of crazy shit so uh, if you thought traffic was better in L.A. now, everybody, whoo, you ain't seeing nothing yet. All right. Speaking of football, yesterday happened to be the Super Bowl. And uh, I first had plans to have a bunch of people over. Then I quickly got, you know, it's like this. OK, once I'm, now that I'm getting older, I got plans to leave the house. And then as soon as I started like, oh, yeah, I should go do something. Then I think about having to put clothes on, walk out the door, step into the light, see other people. I'm like, nah, you know what? It's probably better off if I just stay home. <laughs> this was kind of like that. <clears throat> it's kind of like that. Where I thought about like, oh, that'd be fun. Then I thought about all the work going into, you know, putting all the food together. And then when people come over, hey, is everyone having a good time? You want something else to drink? You, you want some food? Oh, are the chair arrangements okay? You want to sit closer? Let's let's rearrange the couch a little bit. Is there is everyone okay? Huh? Huh? You need you need something? The toilet's clogged. Oh, okay. Hold, let me get hold on. Let me, hold on. And nah, I just got overwhelmed. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna stay home, enjoy the fucking game, and the commercials, hopefully, and uh, not be bothered. And that's just what I did. Although my cousin Monkey, <gasps> he came over, so it's just me and him. And my wife came by afterwards, but she wasn't really paying attention, as women don't. <laughs> James, you've already knocked on women multiple times tonight, James. The show's only been about seven minutes. Seven minutes in. Well, it ain't going to stop there. I'll tell you what. Because women, you're easy targets. <laughs> anyway, don't interrupt me. Super Bowl. Uh, it went just like I, pr I, I hoped. And not really the game. Because the game, let's be honest, everybody was pretty fucking mediocre. I mean, nothing really happened. There was no, I mean, for a couple plays, 
there wasn't really like a, oh my God, that was fucking crazy, right? No, no uh, ex- extraordinary looking plays, just a bunch of fumbles and a couple interceptions and a lot of punting. <laughs> That's all it was. I think Manning had one good throw. Uh, what's his name? Cam Newton had a fucking had a few good goddamn throws. I got to be honest, but I mean nothing really exciting happened for the most part, right? <laughs> sort of anticlimactic, if you ask me. But I, uh, what I mean is, I'm happy that uh, Manning won it, one last rodeo, as they say, as the white people say on TV. So I was happy to see that. You know, he seems like a good dude, a genuine dude, classy dude. So. Uh, you know, for him to have his troubles recently and for him to go out with one last hurrah. Uh, you know, the, the, the Colts cut him because he was too fucking old. <laughs> they brought in Andrew Luck. You know, he had this surgery. And so people are like, ah, he's done for. Then he gets on the Broncos and he goes to the Super Bowl and they get fucking embarrassed. And then this season, he seems like he's doing great. And then about halfway through, starts looking like shit. They bench him. It's like, wow, the same game he, he gets like the record for the most, what is it, most yards or most, most completions ever. They bench his ass. It looks, like he's, it looks like he's washed up and done for. And all of a sudden, comes back, gets to the Super Bowl, and it's like, oh, dude, that would be so fucking cool. Like the fairy tale ending, if the dude can just win it one last time and just sail off onto the sunset. You know, that's always a good, a good little story. So that's what happened. And now the dude's got two Super Bowl wins. Ties his brother, who people claim to be retarded. <laughs> Every time they show this dude, his mouth is always open. It's fucking guaranteed. His mouth is open every time. Like, and he looks confused. He always looks confused or a little bit scared. So there's this controversy. Last night, after this great play, um, I forgot what it was, but they look up into the press box or whatever they call it. What do they call it? Private box? I don't know. And they show Eli with uh, Manning's family. He's in the background. And everyone's cheering. But he's just totally straight-faced with his mouth open. Looking like, oh, man. Like, pretty much like he's upset that his brother did something good. Or like they might win it, you know? He looks like he's kind of mad. But I was thinking about it. I was like, I don't think he'd be fucking mad. Would he? But I, I started reading these comments on this video that I saw. And this guy was like, you know what? In an interview... He said he gets extremely nervous when his brother plays football. He gets really nervous and has anxiety. Like he doesn't want him to get hurt and he wants him to do good. I was like, oh, okay, well, if you just take the video out of context without knowing that, it looks like from his expression that he's just upset that his brother's doing well in the game. It's pretty funny. And it confused me at first when I was watching the game. But uh, what I guess what I'm just trying to point out is there's always an explanation, people. And uh, if you were thinking that, I think you should let him off the hook because uh, he was just nervous because they claim he's his brother's biggest fan. But I think a little bit of it is probably like, oh, man, no, he's got the same bulls as me. <laughs> We're even now. <laughs> but uh, it was fun hanging out with my monkey. <gasps> we had a lot of drinks. Uh, we had some great food. I made one of my famous dishes, <laughs> my six-layer bean dip. And uh, I got to tell you, it was fantastic as always. I picked this up, a, a Jersey Mike's giant sub. What kind of subs you have, James? Oh, well, I'm sure everyone's dying to know. I get the California Club, which isn't even on the menu. It used to be, but that's my secret uh, order I always do now. And you know what? They know what it is every time. It's fantastic. <laughs> now you're all caught up with what I ate.
Uh, yeah, besides the mediocre performance, the halftime show is what everyone was concerned about. And it was funny because they announced this year's uh, halftime show is Coldplay. And it seems like nobody was happy about that. And two weeks later, it seems like, because, you know, don't quote me on timelines. I'm bad at that. Uh, let's just say shortly after that, they announced, oh, and Bruno Mars. Don't worry. It's not just Coldplay. Also Bruno Mars. And then, you know, to top it off. Oh, like a week later. Oh, and, and by the way, also Beyonce. <laughs> it's like they just tried to add more and more for, so uh, so women out there can really get on board. Because, you know, y'all know that's why they're booking people like that. To appeal to the women. They've already got the dudes watching. How else can we gain more money? I know. How about a Breast Cancer Awareness Month where we throw in a lot of pink colors? Yeah. Uh, women will like that. How do we get them to watch even more? I know. Some, uh, some girly performances. <laughs> so, uh, you know, everyone's like, Coldplay sucks, man. And, you know, it all comes down to the 40-year-old virgin, right? That's when it first started. That's fucking gay. So now everyone thinks Coldplay's gay. I think they're fine. They got a little poppy, but their first album, I was really on board with it, even though it's dark and it's sad. But, you know, I like that stuff. I like, I like depressing music. So he got me with that one. Uh, anyway, so they did fine. It was whatever. A lot of whole, a uh, lot, whole lot of rainbow stuff going on out there, huh? What do you think about that, my fruity pants little co-host? James, what are you implying? I'm just saying, they happen to be in San Francisco, and there's all the rainbow colors splashed all over stage and all over the audience. A lot of, a uh, lot of twirling, colorful umbrellas out there. All I'm saying is, might have been pandering to the, uh, maybe to the, to the city they're they're playing in. James, maybe they're just promoting equality. You stupid fuck. I don't know. Maybe so. <laughs> it was all about peace and love. And then uh, after Coldplay was done, all of a sudden, here comes the, the black part of the show. <laughs> the second half of the halftime show seemed like a cross between an 80s MTV music video from like, you know, a black group and then like a, a Black Panther rally when Beyonce came out. Woo! You know, all, all the black dancers with their black berets wearing all black. They seem very aggressive and military-like. <laughs> and then, like, you know, at the very end, they all go together. And that was nice. They had, like, a little tribute from all the 50 years, uh, all the best performances over the last 50 years. And then, uh, but Chris Martin of Coldplay looked a little bit out of place, <laughs> like, trying to squeeze in there. <laughs> anyway. It was whatever. It was fine. Yeah, that was that's my take on Super Bowl. If you're all wondering, no one cares, James. You hateful son of a bitch. Nah, that's not what it's about. Oh shit! I almost forgot to bring up the stupidest fucking thing about the whole Super Bowl. And look at me talking about how classy and an awesome Peyton Manning is. Did you see the fucking thing he said to the woman reporter after the game was over? When she asked him some question, he's like, well, I'm going to kiss my wife and kids. Then I'm going to drink a lot of Budweiser. Oh, fuck you. Goddamn sellout. Can you, can you believe that shit? And if you think like, oh, okay, maybe, uh, maybe he just said that. After the whole thing was over, the trophies were handed out. Hey, so Peyton Manning, don't you want to say a few words? I'm just going to kiss my wife and kids and drink a lot of beer. Uh, oh, Budweiser. <laughs> He almost blew it. He was that close. He had to get Budweiser in there again. Wow, I could not believe that shit. Ugh. 
class act that guy huh <laughs> oh ridiculous i didn't hear any i'm going to disneyland they didn't they didn't want it maybe they said it i didn't hear it though i wonder how much money budweiser paid him to say that shit oh my god would you have taken that deal all you gotta do is say i'm gonna drink a lot of budweiser <laughs> here's five million dollars unbelievable unbelievable the guy has a great career and he ends it that way as a dirty corporate whore (laughs) all right let's move on something else that happened recently everybody something fun i don't know if you are aware and if you are if you care about something called sticks and stones podcast that's a podcast i do with uh lido the Boy Wonder sidekick, well, formerly known. And uh, Peter-san, son, son, son. That's right. Formerly of the Ned Files. So we got together with our powers combined. And we do something called Sticks and Stones Podcasts. So uh, you can check that out if you'd like. Sticksandstonespodcast.com uh, Sticksandstonespodcast at yahoo.com is our email address. Instagram, at Sticks and Stones Podcast, all that shit, and Facebooks. So you can find that shit on uh, all those places, iTunes. It's all there. It's all there. This latest weekend, we got together, and it happened to be Peterson's 39th birthday. Wow. Once again, happy birthday to you, Mr. Peterson. Son of a bitch. It was so fucking fun. Let me warn you guys. Those are the, those are probably no without a doubt it was the most fun we've ever had doing a Sticks and Stones podcast, but it's probably going to be somewhat obnoxious, <laughs> maybe annoying, but don't quote me on that. There's a lot of yelling, shouting, uh, because Lido secretly invited BG. If you don't know who that is, it's pretty much stands for black guy. The only black guy to, to join the show, Peterson's coworker friend, formerly known as. And uh, he came by as a surprise and he brought a bottle of Jack Daniels fire. Peterson had a, bo- had a bottle of Jameson and we got to tell you, we finished both bottles. Woo! So fucking fun. So please, look that show up. Hopefully you, oh man, you got to hear BG's threesome story. We get really in detail with that. And it's pretty fucking wild. He learned, he knows a lot about lovemaking, everybody. He's, he's done research. So uh, <laughs> you should check that show out. Should be coming out this coming Wednesday. Let me look up the date. February 10th, it should be coming out. It's part one of two. So uh, I'm not sure which one we talked about the threesome. But it's, it's worth a listen, I think. Oh, and this dude called in. Off the wall fucking surprise call in. You got to check it out. That's all I'm going to say. Nothing more. You will enjoy it. Probably. All right. Speaking of Sticks and Stones podcast, I talked about a couple things on the show, but I was fucking drunk. Um, I had one of my, I had my driver. Now my wife dropped me off. I took a lift home. <laughs> so uh, shit got real, right? I turned it up, everybody. As the hip people say, oh my God, James, no one says that anymore. Then what do they say? I don't know, James, because I'm not young myself. So I'm not going to pretend that I know what they say. All right, fine. I got drunk. I'll stick with that. Classic. And so we talked about it, but I'm not sure if it really came through, if I explained it well enough. So let me tell you right now. 
But first, I will pause to have more of my gourmet black iced coffee. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. <sighs> okay. On a side note, it seems like people get confused whenever you order black coffee. Is this something that's confusing to you? baristas and or whatever the fuck you call yourselves if you make coffee or just serve it every time i'll take an iced coffee black black so so no cream and no sugar nothing black that's right okay <laughs> mcdonald's i go to mcdonald's for the coffee always before i go to sticks and stones podcast i go order myself a large black coffee seems like it never fucking fails they always question it or get it wrong. With my wife this last time, she was driving. She ordered for me. We pull up to the fucking window. All I ordered was a goddamn black iced coffee. They hand it like, oh, here you go. It's light brown. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? Um, he wanted it black. Oh, black? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. That's like no cream, no sugar, nothing? No, just black. Okay. It's like, God, how hard is this? I'm saving you a lot of fucking time and effort. Just... All right, never mind. Anyway, so uh, here we go. Very interesting, everybody. I heard this on a Joe Rogan podcast from some dude. I forgot his name. doesn't really matter. So a doctor did a study on men and women. He analyzed their DNA. And I'm not a scientist, although I did go to med school. But, uh, you know, I'm not a, I, I can't tell you about DNA. But from, you know, from an idiot standpoint... All of us are made from a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> and, uh, and doctors can analyze your DNA to see what you have a lot of or what you lack, you know, in your DNA. Maybe you're not strong in some aspects. So anyway, this uh, doctor studied a bunch of men and women and took all their DNA and analyzed all of it and made like, you know, a whole chart of what they were strong in and what they were lacking in to make up their, uh, you know, their reproductive traits, whatever it may be, whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. So he did a study where he, he had all the men in the study wear a, a shirt for three days, okay? Three days straight, no showering, no nothing, no colognes, none of that shit. Just, uh, just the shirt for three days. They came back, they gave him the shirt. The guy puts it into a Ziploc bag, right? Probably the gallon size bags, sealed it up good. And then he had all the women... One by one, by themselves, you know, sit in a room and smell each of the bags from the men's shirts. And they had to mark down, based on the scent only, who they thought would be attractive, you know, just based on the scent. So they marked down all the little markings. And the doctor was, uh, you know, it was pretty much what he thought. 80% of the women picked the men based on scent alone, mind you. They picked all the men they thought would be the most attractive. And when he looked at the numbers based on the, the makeup of their DNA, all of the men offset what the women had going on in their own shit. Ah, oh, man, this, I'm an idiot, so I can't explain it correctly. But pretty much, if she was lacking some kind of thing in her DNA, the guy had an abundance of it. So they just offset everything. So their offspring would have a, a better chance of being healthy and stronger. In a sense. 
a stronger offspring. <laughs> oh my god, James. You sound so stupid right now. I know. It's probably sounding better when I was drunk on sticks and stones, but let me let me try it one more time. So the women smelled the bags of the men's scents, and she picked out the men she thought were the most attractive based on the scent, and it happened to be that every guy she picked had uh, offset what she was lacking in her DNA or whatever the fuck it is, and uh, and had an abundance or you know higher levels of what she had lower levels of. So it offset, and if she had a higher level of something, he had a lower level of it, so that the offspring, when they had a, a kid together, it would have everything fucking, you know, everything would, 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 would equal out, measure up. <laughs> that was probably no, no, no much better than the first time. But all right, I'm sure you got what I'm saying. Then he thought, hmm, why did the 20% that, that picked men that did not match up with them, why did they not sync up like the other 80% did. Now, the reason was all 20% of those women were taking birth control pills, all right? So what it did was it threw off their whole natural uh, biology of the way their body would work normally. Birth control pills tricks your body into thinking it's already pregnant. So like their, uh, their pheromones and all that shit is all thrown off because there's no need for the body to be on high alert for like a potential mate because the body is already, you know, already, I'm already knocked up, mission accomplished. So when women pick men while they're on birth control pills, they're not really the perfect match for them biologically. They might be great looking. They might be funny. They might even get along and they might have a great job. It might, everything might be perfect, right? But when it comes down to it, they're just biologically not perfect together. And uh, there was a story he said also where this guy said his wife was on birth control for years and years. When she got off birth control, they got divorced because she, <laughs> she, like she wasn't feeling him anymore. Isn't that fucking nuts? Life uh, finds a way. So imagine that. Imagine all these women that are on birth control pills and they're out there floozing it up. No, they're out there, you know, meeting men and uh, they meet a guy that they feel is the right one, but their pheromones are being tricked, right? And, and their whole natural process is deceived. So what they seem, like on paper, seems like a great match. It's not really. Like, they're, like the person they, they, they pick could have a bunch of fucked up, you know, their DNA could not be equivalent to theirs or, you know, could, be, could not be a good match. And then, you know, they don't know it because they're on birth control, but later down the line, when they get pregnant by these people, it's all fucked. <laughs> and also, how many people, and you know, marriage ends, there's so many marriages ending in divorce. What if this is a big part of it? Because women are meeting guys while they're on birth control and it's not right. It's not, it's not supposed to be. Then they realize it later. You know, that's fucking nuts. I always thought about that, birth control. It seems weird because you're fucking your body's natural process. You know, you're changing things. It doesn't seem like it should be right. Imagine that. Imagine all the people you know that are married right now. Should they really be together? And yeah, this is not absolute, but I mean, seems like it could be a thing. 
Imagine that. Imagine right now, if you're with a woman, if you're listening right now, and when you met her, she was on birth control pills. I hope all of you guys are thinking about this right now. Like, holy shit, am I with the wrong person? Are the pheromones off? You know what I mean? It's pretty wild. Think about the people that got divorced. You should think about it. Did they did they uh, hook up while they were on birth control pills? <laughs> Someone I know, some young women I know, were on birth control before they were even active. And the reason was to uh, clear up their skin because apparently birth control pills gets rid of acne. I don't know. That's what they said. And uh, now they all have fiancés. So uh, it's just it's just a weird thing. Like, huh? Are they really right for you? (laughs) So what's the point, James? What do you propose should happen? No more birth control pills. Uh, Yeah, precisely. Now, no more birth control pills and penis valves. My invention from like five years ago. That fucking German Nazi doctor ripped me off. He's not a Nazi, James. All Germans are Nazis, really, if you think about it. Anyway, I think I butchered the fuck out of that. I, I didn't explain it as, trust me, not even close to as good as that guy explained it. <laughs> anyway, speaking of uh, fucking with the natural flow of things and playing God, listen to this one. This is probably even worse. Well, the other one was kind of a, it's a negative based on the science that's out there now. That's what the negative was in that other, the previous story. This one is a negative on the science that wants to be. Doctors are working on a sperm bot. Oh my God, James, that sounds hot. No, no, it's not what you think. It's not what you think at all. The sperm bot they're working on is like, uh, it's microbots. Nanobots? Is that what they call them? Pretty much, it's a little uh, mechanical helix that wraps around the tail of dud sperm. And it's like a little fucking propeller. And it pushes them forward into the egg. And it's supposed to be helping male infertility. Because the problem is, when men blow their loads into women, they don't fucking go anywhere. It's like, they're all like, you know, stunted or what do you call it? They're just, uh, they're immobile and they don't get to the egg. And doctor's like, well, we'll fix that. We'll strap on this fucking jetpack onto the sperm and it'll project them right up into that egg. Problem solved. But is this not a way of fucking up the natural scheme of things? Isn't there maybe a reason why some of these guys' sperm are not mobile? Isn't this a big fuck you to natural selection and all that shit? You know what I mean? Some people are just not meant to have kids, right? There's, there's a reason why their sperm isn't working. We got to strengthen up this human race, not, not make it worse. Now, look, I shouldn't be here either. I, uh, I should have I been dead a few times, but stupid science saved me. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think I was, uh, first of all, I, my mom had to, have a, had to have a C-section to get me out. And so I shouldn't be here based on that alone. I should naturally be dead. So, fucking science. 
I, you know what? I didn't ask to be born. <laughs> so that's one thing. But okay, fine. As at least it, it went as far as I was, you know, a full developed baby. I just couldn't get out. When you when you go to the aspect of oh, we better help this lame sperm get to where it's going. It's like, come on, dude. No, there's already too many fucking people in the world. We don't need to help more people come out. We don't need it. I think we should take a step back and analyze really what we're doing here. It's a really bizarre fucking thing to talk about. You know, who deserves to live and who doesn't. But at some point, you got to say you can't save them all, right? (laughs) If it comes down to that, I think it should be done. Adopt a kid. But James, people want their own little versions of themselves. Yeah, I know. And if the the tables return, if I was one of these guys with uh, with immobile sperm, would I be? I probably would. Yeah, try it. Give me a robot jetpack. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's but it's pretty fucking. It's kind of scary. We're playing God so fucking hard, and it's only gonna get worse when we cloning, cloning and shit like that. Wild times, everybody. On a related note, uh, this has kind of what to do with what we're talking about. Barbie. Oh my God, James, I love Barbies. Yeah, of course you do. Fruity pants. James, what are you implying? Nothing. Nothing. Barbie is coming out with a whole new line of different body shapes, everybody. Great news, right? Great news. There's the curvy one. There's the tall one. And the petite one. Aww. Now look. (laughs) Let's analyze this for a minute. I got a problem with the with the curvy one, really. <laughs> no, I saw photos of them. Um, yeah, the, the the curvy one just has like like wider hips, thicker legs. I get it, and the tall one, yeah, the petite one. There's a lot of petite women. I get the appeal. You know, I was talking to Peterson about this on Sticks and Stones, and he was saying. And I don't know about this one. I, I really haven't thought about it. But he was saying that you, you know, you'd want to buy a, a doll or an action figure that that resembles most closely to you. But uh, if you're, I don't know. When I was a kid, I I got GI Joes that I thought looked cool, not the ones that look like me. Because you're not cool, James. Oh fuck you. That's not what I meant. I meant like, <laughs> like the guy in the cool fucking uh, you know, like the ninja outfit, ninja outfit, or the guy like with the cool commando outfit, you know, <laughs> outfit. <laughs> That's not what I meant. You know, the guy looked fucking the the guy that looked badass. Had the camouflage painted face, you know. Or like the uh, Cobra Commander. I never got action figures I thought looked like me. Just the ones I thought were cool. Do girls get Barbies that looked at themselves? Oh, this one looks like me. I want that one, mommy. I don't know. But uh, what I do draw the line is if they make fat dolls, you know. Like, hey, look, this is like everybody now these days. So you can get a doll that's fat. I'm sure they're out there. A fat doll. That's where it gets scary. Because, yeah, we're supposed to embrace everybody as they are, right? And uh, celebrate everyone, individuality, and all that stuff. But, but, we're, we're, we're in a fucking epidemic here with, with people getting fat and overweight. It's because of the fucking food they're feeding us. We all know it. You know, so and you know, some of it's genetics, fine. 
And uh, but we can't avoid or, or turn a blind eye to there's some crazy shit going on with our food. All the hormones are injecting. There's too many. Like that goes back to this like two stories ago. There's too many fucking people in the world. There's not enough food. They got to they got to mass produce this shit. How do they do it? They got to they got to play God in a sense where, OK, we'll fatten this fucking product up, fatten these animals up. You know, we got to make food in factories because there's too many goddamn people and there's money to be made. It's a scary time indeed, but it's also scary if we embrace the new fatness as like this is the way that it is. I mean, we should keep going on with the skinny ass Barbie dolls because maybe girls will be like, OK, that's how it should be. And not not like you should be fucking rail thin, but I mean, you shouldn't set up for I want to be the <laughs> I'm fat. So I want the fat doll. It's, that means it's OK. And sure, there's fat people. I mean, yeah, I've got fat people in my family and I love them. But I mean, that shouldn't be the, the model to base ourselves on. We shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't, what's the word really? Like we shouldn't support it, you know? Like this is okay. It's fine. It's not fine. So, so all you fat kids out there, get the skinny dolls. That's how you're supposed to be. Oh boy. Yeah, we, we can't we can't change our standards. Is that the correct word? Correct phrasing. We can't okay, we can't condone and embrace it. Because that's how most, most people are now. It's like, no, we we You know what this you know what this world needs? It needs me. Oh my god, here we go. Dude, if I was the leader of the U, okay, fine, just the U.S. Then let's focus on one step at a time. If I was the leader of the U.S., I'd be a fucking dictator. I don't give a shit what any of you guys say. Once I'm president, every guy is getting a penis valve installed as a baby. Mandatory, population control. Also, all medicine is being outlawed. No medicine. Okay, we get we got to crack down on our numbers. There's too many fucking people. And if I have to go and my family has to go, hey, I'm not above the rules. Too bad. We got to do something about this. All the food, shutting down all the fucking fake food factories. Done. All we're going to eat is real stuff. (laughs) Okay? Do you know how many people would be dead in the year alone? How much elbow space we'll get after that? Honestly. No more medicine. Shut down all the hospitals. Shut down all the food factories. <laughs> all right, only real food. I don't care if I'll cripple our economy. It's, it's what has to be done. That's what has to be done. Anyone that doesn't like it is getting shot. <laughs> oh, boy. What else would I say? Uh... No more, uh, let's see. Anything that's poisoning the environment, gone. So all the gas cars are done. Guess what? Everyone's getting a new Tesla electric car. If you don't like it, you walk or you get a bike. How do you like that? What else we got? Uh, let's see. Hmm. All this uh, plastic and, and uh, aluminum. Well, aluminum, is that a problem? All the plastic we're getting fucking uh, ruining. Water waste, all that shit. I will solve all of it. Most of it will be, will be uh, oh, and all those cows being killed. What do they say? It costs, it takes like, uh, 
billions of fucking gallons of water that we waste or waste, you know, used to, to feed the cows, to supply the meat for this country. Done. All the people that die in the first year will balance each other out. It's going to be rough for a while, everybody, but we're going to, we're going to get through it. And at the end, we'll become a stronger country. You know, it's like, you know, I'm going to be that tough parent, dude. You're going to hate me at first, but in the long run, you're going to see that I, I, I held, I had everyone's interest, best interest is my best interest. <laughs> Dictator James for 2016. Thank you very much. <sighs> wow. Okay. Got that out of my system. Okay, let's, uh, let's move on. Speaking of fat kids, my son Jacob. Oh my God, James, he's not that fat. No, nah, I'm just kidding. So speaking of kids. Some segue, James. Now, speaking of death, my son, Jacob. Oh, my God, James, he's dead. No, he's not dead. He's alive and well, as of now. But uh, who knows? Once the hospitals get shut down, who knows if uh, he'll make it. But here we go. Uh, yeah, my son, Jacob, had his first experience with death. And it was pretty weird to see it. We had a little pet mantis named Manny. Manny the Mantis. I caught Manny like four or five months ago in the wild. And by wild, I mean a local park nearby. And I put him in a, a container, not a container. It's like a, like a mesh netting, but it was a, not a cage. I don't know what the fuck you call it, but it's for like butterflies. But I put him in there. He was in there. You know, I'd catch him crickets. But lately, it was so fucking cold. Every time I go outside, there's no crickets to be found. So, uh, oh my God, James. Did he starve to death? Yes, he starved to death. But James, why didn't you go to the store and buy crickets, James? You cheap bastard. I don't know. And I kept forgetting, and I'd be like, I'll go outside and catch some tomorrow night. And then one day, I just went out, one day, I went over to where he was, and he wasn't looking so good. And he had black liquid oozing out of his butt. And he was moving real slow. I was like, oh, fuck, that's it. He's at his end. I took him outside. I was thinking about stepping on him. Oh my God, James! You heartless monster! It's not heartless. I wanted to, you know, put him out of his misery. He seemed to be in pain. I put him outside. First of all, I wanted him to be out in nature. Not dying that fucking little container he was in. Oh, it was a big container. But, you know. I put him outside. And my wife told me to step on him. She's a monster like you. No, I'm telling you. It just seems sad like we should have taken him out of his... I, I couldn't do it, though. I couldn't step on him and crunch his ass. He's, he's, first of all, he's a big fucking bug. So, I mean... <laughs> be all over my shoe. <laughs> but then, you know, my wife, she's like, just step on him. And the kids are like, no, don't step on him. That's so mean. Don't do it, daddy. My wife, I'm like, why don't you step on him then? No, I don't I can't do it. I'm like, yeah, exactly. I can't either. So he was out there. He was just, you know, I was like, okay, let's, let's leave him out there. Hopefully a bird comes and gets him. But nope, they didn't come and get him. He was out there for like 35 minutes. My little boy's looking all sad. Like, I'll tell you what, do you want to bury him? You want to make him a little grave and bury him? Bury little Manny? Yes. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's bury him. Okay. He went out there. He dug a little hole. We fucking buried him alive. Oh, my God, James! 
That's so cruel. Uh, well, I figured it was quicker and I don't know. I figured it was better than just stepping on him or leaving him out there to fucking wither away on his own. I figured it was a faster death. Yeah, I felt kind of bad about it. But as we buried him, you know, Jacob, he wanted to do it. He felt like he needed, he, he should be the one to do it. So he buried, he buried little Manny in a shallow grave. <laughs> it wasn't shallow for him. In comparison, it was, you know, you know, the ratio compared to our body to the whole, you know, six feet down. What's about this? James! That's insensitive. Well, I mean, my point is it was a good enough hole. He buried him. And then he fucking cried, dude. He cried and cried. Not like sobbing hysterically, but he was just, just he was like a Creed song. Tears go streaming down my face with arms wide open. Hondo sunlight. James, we, we get it. Welcome to this place. Okay. Yeah, he was crying a lot. He went to his room. He was all sad. He didn't want to eat. It was fucking weird. I didn't think... I don't know. Then I felt fucking bad. And my wife was kind of crying too because he was sad. <laughs> it was a big thing. And then he went out there and he wanted to make him like, you know, he wanted to put a, some kind of note out there. So he got a little stick and he put a little, he put Manny on a little paper and stuck it out there over his, his, over his shallow grave. It was weird, man. Seeing my son, how, like dealing with death like that. I thought nothing of it because I'm a heartless fuck. Now I felt a little bit sad. But after all, it is an insect. Did not, did not give a fuck about us. <laughs> it wasn't like a loving animal, you know what I mean? So for me, there was really no attachment. I was sad, but I wasn't, you know, distraught over it. But he was, he was fucking, uh, he was hurt. And then my daughter, you know. She, uh, she didn't take it so bad because she's a woman and more cold-hearted. Oh, my God, James. You're on a roll tonight with the broads. That's right. Yeah, dude, she was kind of a little fucking evil little shit. Later on, like, he, he was better about it. They were, they were playing together. Like, they started wrestling. And she was over him. She goes, man, he's dead. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Just trying to make him feel bad. I'm like, what a fuck. Just like a woman, dude. Just like a woman to attack a guy. You know? She can't overpower him physically, so she's got to say something to really tear at him emotionally. Fucking, she is a woman. Guaranteed. <laughs> Speaking of daughters, related story. Kevin Smith's daughter was recently in danger. Well, sort of. Kevin Smith has a daughter named Harley Quinn. <laughs> it's funny, right? He named her that. I think she's like 20-something. So he named her, uh, was he? Is she 20-something? Harley Quinn didn't, I don't know if you guys know this, but Harley Quinn was a character created from the Batman animated series. Let me look that up real quick. I think it's worth looking up. Uh, Batman animated series. So, Wikipedia isn't lying to me. It says here, uh, 94? It really went... It was only one year? Uh, okay, no, 90, 92. Holy shit, that was a long fucking time. I'm, I'm old! I am fucking old! That show was on in 92. 
And that's like, I'm like, yeah, I came out when I was a kid. That wasn't too long ago. That was 20 fucking four years ago. Almost. Jesus Christ. Wow. So yeah, that character Harley Quinn was created from that show, the animated series. I used to watch the show when I came home from school. <laughs> oh, Christ. So Kevin Smith named his daughter Harley Quinn. And now she's old. Or now she's an older, you know, now she's of age. So anyway, <clears throat> she was uh, going to take an Uber. And she was out on the street waiting, I think in a city, waiting at the, the curb on her phone. And this guy pulled up. Actually, it was two guys. And they go, hey, you waiting for Uber? She goes, yeah. She's like, oh, okay, well, we're here. And she just looks at the guy, you know, the, the guy in the passenger seat, like, what the fuck? I don't know if any of you out there know what Uber is. I'm sure you all do. I'm sure. All right. Well, I'm just going to humor. I'm going to humor you if you don't. Plus, it'll give you more time to talk. <laughs> Uber and Lyft are, uh, are a service. They have apps on your phone. You summon them and they come wherever you are by GPS because it locates you. Kind of scary, but the safety features on it are you, you can see a photo of the dude coming to get you and what kind of car he drives. So if the guy comes up and the car doesn't match or the, the picture doesn't match, you're like, nope, I'm not doing it. So that was the case in this one. Besides that, there's only one fucking driver. This guy rolls up with, two, with a buddy in his passenger seat. So that was already like a red flag. And so uh, your credit card's already, just to go back to what Uber and Lyft are, <laughs> your credit card information's already in there. So you have to have no cash, none of that shit. You don't have to give them your credit card. And so they just, you know, once you use it, they charge your card and you give permission, all that stuff. I love it. I think it's a great fucking tool. It's helped me out many times. And it's fucking, I think it's a great fucking business. But, uh, you know, I guess there are dangers, as you can see. But she was smart enough to fucking figure out, you know, oh, this guy's full of shit. And so he, she denied them, and I don't know what happened after that. But anyways, the cops were called and this and that. They tried to impersonate. I mean, they could have been fucking with her. I can see two young guys trying to talk to, like, a, you know, young... I don't know if the girl's good-looking, to be honest with you. But let's say she is. You see a girl, hey, you want Uber? Oh, yeah, I'm waiting for Uber. Oh, come right in. We're them. You know, we're, this is Uber. Come with us. Just trying to like be all like flirty and stuff. But, you know, these guys could have been fucking up to no good. The point is, she didn't fall for it. And also, if you guys out there have kids that use Uber, you know, maybe this is an opportunity to learn from this story and just give them a little heads up. Like, hey, even though you're waiting for a, a ride, look and really pay attention to the photo of the guy and the car. And if they come up and it's not that photo on the car, don't fucking bother getting in, right? So, I mean, I just wanted to share this because I think it's a great lesson to be learned. Even if you're a grown adult. I've, dude, I've used Lyft. I don't fucking bother looking at the car or the driver, to be honest with you. They just come right up and I'm like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Get right in like a fucking idiot. Afterwards, I'll look at the uh, on the on the phone, and while I'm you know figuring out the the cost or you know they tell you the cost, but then I notice the guy's picture and stuff when it tells you to rate them. It's like okay, that was him. But yeah, I, I'm gonna make a, more of an effort to pay attention from now on. So all of you should do the same thing. All right, just trying to save you all. Okay, <laughs> you're welcome. <gasps> well, 
One more story, everybody, before I wrap this show up. It's semi-related. It's got to do with cars. This guy, he's traveling with his wife. They stop at a gas station. I guess uh, he goes inside to, to pay for the gas or whatever. And I guess while he's in there, his wife gets out, goes to the bathroom. He comes out to pump the gas, and he gets in and fucking drives away. <laughs> Leaves her behind. The thing is, he went 60 miles before he realized that she wasn't in the car. <laughs> I guess her phone was in the car, too, so she couldn't call him. But, I mean, you would think that she'd have... Oh, okay, maybe that's what it was. I think I remember she couldn't call him because whatever he was driving, he had no reception. And finally, he finally got reception at some point, but uh, then realized, oh, shit, she's not in the car. Have you ever been left behind? Have you ever left your kids behind? Because I haven't. There's no fucking way. I'm something called a good father and a good husband. I would never leave my wife or kids behind. That's fucking stupid. It would never happen. I don't care how preoccupied I am. I always make sure they're on the car with me. Actually, they're never out of my fucking sight if we go somewhere. Never going to happen. Blows my mind. I got left behind when I was a kid once or twice. Uh, well, once for sure. And that's because my mom got so fucking mad at me. I was being such an asshole of a kid. She left me on purpose. <laughs> she left my ass in a, in a department store because I was being such a little cunt. She got so mad at me that she said, fuck it, I'm out. And she just walked to the parking lot, got in her car and drove away. She was so mad. <laughs> I think she I don't know how far she got but she was on the road driving away and then she got oh shit I better go back she goes back and she said I was like not even phased that I was like walking on the store or whatever I was doing or or still fucking around inside the <laughs> like hiding inside you know you know as a kid you hid inside the clothes racks come on everyone did <laughs> My wife's sister got left behind at, at Round Table Pizza. They went all the way home and didn't notice that she was gone. She fucking came home. She walked home. Or maybe got a ride from someone that she saw. They never know. They never knew that she was gone. <laughs> oh, they had five kids, though. So, Still, in my, in my book, no excuse. All right, everybody. Let's start wrapping the show up. With a little something I like to call, I fancy that. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. wonderful. It's, I fancy that. Fancy. All right, fancy tiles, everybody. I fancy that is a segment in which I talk about something that I fancy. Something that makes me happy. Something that downright tickles me in my fancy places. Oh my God, James, tell me more. No. Fucking weirdo. Hey, by the way, I saw a uh, Tom Selleck commercial during this. Oh, my God, James, Tom Selleck! Hey, relax. Relax. But, James, Tom Selleck is and will always be the best-looking man in the history of everything. All right, I get it. So when I saw him, I thought about you. Oh, my God, James, you thought about me? Uh, briefly. Just about how much of a fucking faggot you are. What, James? Nothing. All right, so uh, 
I fancy it is a segment in which I fancy stuff. So here we go. I fancy something called Fire Stick. Amazon Fire Stick. Um, my mother just got this for me two days ago. And I've only used it like two times. Yeah, two times. And uh, I like it. I, or should I say, I fancy it. It pretty much uses the internet to hack in and uh, look at shows and movies for free. <laughs> if you set it up that way. So she had someone set it up for her. And, uh, you know, at times, uh, you know, I really don't know how to work the whole thing out. I don't know the different tricks or, or certain things you can do. But so far, I've seen quite a, you know, we've seen the show that we watch and I usually pay for it. But, well, I'll just tell you what show it is in case you're wondering. And yes, it's a little bit gay, but uh, it's called Downton Abbey. Oh, my God, James. I wouldn't even watch that show. Uh, so it's called Downton Abbey. At first, I was against it. My wife's like, let's, let's watch it. I, I like watching shows like that. Come on, watch it. Let's go on a chance. So I did. And I actually, I, I want to liken it. It's pretty much a show about uh, this British people in about 19, it's like the end of the 1800s. Or no, it's in the 1900s. Yeah, it's like right around World War, World War One. It, it involves the time before that, around it and afterwards. So it's like pretty much the times are a change in everybody. It shows how women really are are becoming more prevalent in society and more, you know, it's pretty much just about change, about immigrants making change and women coming. Yeah, it sounds fucking corny, but it's also about like the hierarchy, like high society people and how it kind of transitions from the old world, the old ways, you know, and there's servants and butlers and just how like, you know, things are not going to be like that anymore. Everything's changing. And so it's pretty fun. I mean, it's, it might sound really uppity and stuffy, but uh, it's pretty fucking well done. There's a lot of characters, very well written. It is a soap opera, but, uh, you know, sort of. But it's pretty good. I and mean, it's, it's, the dialogue is really well fucking done. Anyway, <laughs> I probably didn't sell anyone on it. But it's crazy because upstairs, it's all these high society snobby type people. And uh, this, the chicks, they get, they get breakfast in bed every morning. It's fucking... You almost get angry watching it, and they and they dress them and undress them. It's fucking dumb, but uh, and then the people below are downstairs, are like the butlers and the servers and the cooks and all that shit. And there's like a whole, there's just like a whole different fucking world from one floor to the next floor, and like all their problems and their drama, and upstairs their drama, and you know they intermingle sometimes. But it's pretty interesting, you know. I haven't seen a show like that before, so I enjoy it. But we finished the last season today because of the fire stick. We watched a few episodes, and they're not even fucking day. I think they're, they aired like six episodes in the U.S., but we've already seen the whole series now because of this thing. We watched them all in pretty decent quality, I might add. <laughs> but uh, I started watching The Hateful Eight last night after the Super Bowl, and the quality looks kind of bad. It looks like a knockoff DVD you get from like the black market. Some dude that, you know, got like one of those uh, for your consideration copies and just made a bad copy of it that's kind of what it looks like so if it's a movie like that the quality is kind of shitty but i really haven't tried a movie that's been out for a while so hopefully that's not the case but you know the tv shows look pretty good sometimes there's a buffering that really fucking drives me nuts but for the most part how can you complain dude it's a free fuck i mean normally you have to pay for it or just wait so uh just the opportunity to uh sneak one by the man <laughs> i fancy that also <clears throat> Also, I took the day off today, everybody. 
Today's Monday after Super Bowl. I said, fuck that. I ain't going to work. And I actually got denied at first, but then someone canceled their day off and said, I'll come into work. So I said, hey, since he's canceling, can I get my day off? And they're like, granted. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I got pretty loaded last night, everybody, during the game. And I woke up and uh, no kids, hung out, lounged on the couch, had some sexy time, had some amazing breakfast, no kids, watched some TV shows. How can you beat it? How can you beat that? All of that stuff, not having to work, and uh, all my extracurricular activities. <laughs> I fancy that! All right, and now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the legendary fuck you moment, and here we Right, the fuck you moment. Hey, all right, this is the opposite of fancy. This is where I get on my soapbox, jump up and down, scream, whine, bitch, and complain. Wah! <laughs> About something that really gets on my nerves, which is a lot. Which is a lot. But I try to condense into a couple things. Now, this week, two fuck yous, maybe even three. The first one, fuck you to that one asshole that blows a surprise party. Do you know one of these people? I'm sure you do. There's always one idiot, right, that can't keep their fucking mouth shut and blows it. Now, this didn't really affect me, but you know, just the uh, <laughs> just the idea of this person existing. So my brother-in-law, they're having a, his his wife, or sorry, fiance now. He proposed to her during this little dinner, which was kind of cute. Oh, she she texts all of us. You know, my wife and sister-in-laws and all that shit. You know, oh, I'm going to invite all of you and his friends to a surprise birthday dinner. He's always wanted Brazilian barbecue. I want to throw a big fucking thing where he shows up. You know, he thinks we're going to go out to dinner for his birthday and everyone's there. Like, all right, cool. So we all do it. Everyone's at the restaurant waiting, you know, and she's texting uh, my wife's sister. I'm like, okay, so they're going to be here in like a few minutes. And they come in. Everybody yells, Surprise! But I saw on his fucking face, I'm like, this dude already knew. You could just tell. You can tell. And so a little bit later, I'm like, hey, dude, you knew, didn't you? He's like, yeah, I knew. I was like, fuck, really? I started laughing. He's like, yeah, my buddy actually texted me yesterday. Hey, man, I, had, uh, I can't make it to your, to your, uh, your surprise party tomorrow. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. His buddy texts him, hey, man, sorry, I can't make it to your birthday thing tomorrow night. I wish I, can, I wish I could be there. After he was told it was a fucking surprise, this guy texted him, I can't make it to your birthday dinner tomorrow. Sorry. What a fucking asshole. <laughs> oh, man. I couldn't believe that. I could not believe it. So fuck that kind of person that blows it. I mean, this chick went through all this stuff, you know, trying to set it all up. You know, all this like preparation of getting everyone together, you know, finding the perfect time for everyone's schedules to meet up and uh, making the reservations, you know, the whole deal, getting balloons. And then this guy blows it. That was so fucking stupid. I was mad for her. Anyway, speaking of Brazilian barbecue, I don't fucking like it. Oh my God, James, surprise, surprise, you don't like something. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like Brazilian barbecue or Korean barbecue for that matter. The Brazilian barbecue, they all they come by. Look, for the, it's not worth it in my opinion. I don't know if some of you out there have been to fantastic Brazilian barbecue places, but out of the two I've been to, nope, not worth the fucking money whatsoever. They come by with their big slab of meat and they cut you pieces off of it. And out of all the meat they give you, I bet like one or two are, are really tasty. The rest are like, take it or leave it. Like, meh. Honestly, the best meat they brought was skirt steak, better known as carne asada. <laughs> Weak. It cost me way too much fucking money to feed me and my family. Ugh. Anyway, and, and, and not to mention Korean barbecue. We got to cook it yourself. Go fuck yourselves. If I'm going to go pay some good money for a, for a meal, I don't want to make it myself. I'll stay home and do that. But it's the experience, James. It's fun to get interactive with your meal. No. Fuck that, Koreans. I see what you're doing. Trying to save money on chefs. Try to con us all into thinking that we're having fun making our own food. Pfft. Nope. Fuck that. <laughs> all right, one last fuck you. This fuck you goes to my wife. Oh my God, James. Don't you love your wife? Yes, I do. Was she not on, was she on birth control pills, James, when you guys met? And now you don't care for her because she's off her pills and you're not right for each other? No, that's not it. She actually wasn't on birth control when I met her. So there you go. Put that in your pipe and stuff it. It's actually stuff that in your pipe and smoke it, James. Speaking of pipes, I'd like to smoke yours. Nope, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Keep dreaming. I will, James. Uh, anyways, so fuck my wife. Here, here's the story. I think I might have mentioned this one on the uh, Sticks and Stones also. But uh, let me tell you this. We had this shitty toilet in our master bath. And it was old and fucked up, but it worked. But it started getting, for some reason, it got a little bit wobbly. I don't know why. And that was annoying, but still, it wasn't completely unbearable. Then the handle fucking broke. And it was just because it was a backup toilet. It wasn't that much of a priority for me. But uh, she used it the most. And she's like, I'm sick of this toilet. I'm going to get a new one. Ah. So one day, we went out and we got a fucking toilet. Brand new one. Sort of fancy. And she went to work. And I fucking, I installed it. Now I took the old shitty one out, of course, you know, did all the nonsense. Took out the wax pad, scraped all that nasty shit off. <laughs> did everything. Put the caulking on. The only thing I didn't do, and it was, first of all, it looked fucking beautiful. Okay? Brand new, super white porcelain god of a bowl sitting there. I put the white caulking around the bottom. Looks impeccable. The only thing I didn't have was a hacksaw to chop off the, the bolts that are sticking out on the sides. You cut the bolts and you put little caps on there to cover them up. That's the only thing. I, I didn't have a hacksaw. I have every, every fucking tool except the hacksaw. So I didn't do it. But the thing looks great in there. I did a bang-up job, if I do say so myself. So I'm in the kitchen. I'm uh, I'm actually washing my my uh my little container for work, and I'm about to make my work salad for the next day. She comes home from work, 
the kids immediately go, Mommy, come here, look what Daddy did. And they drag her by her hands into the bedroom to see the new toilet. Then she proceeds afterward. I, I, don't, I didn't go in there. I'm, I'm making my salad for the next day for work. So my daughter comes back to the kitchen to see me. And out of all the fucking things, right? All the things she could have said. The first thing my daughter says, Mommy said, how come you didn't put the caps on there? How come the screws aren't covered? I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Just like a woman. Oh my God, James. Once again, attacking the women. Ah. Shut up. Just. <laughs> Couldn't say one kind word, you know? Right away, it's like this first thing that wasn't completed. Not, wow. Looks good. You did a good job. Oh, I'm so happy. And then a little bit later, like, oh, how come, uh, oh, are the screw's too long? You know, you can put the caps in there? Like that, right? That's fine. Acceptable. Not the first fuck. Why didn't you put that on there? Why isn't that fixed? Why isn't, why isn't that done? Like, what the fucking <laughs> Oh, I was so fucking mad. Never happy. Are they ever happy? Guys out there, are the women ever happy? Or did I just pick a bad one? Maybe I was on birth control and I picked a bad one. <laughs> are women ever happy? That's my question. Can they ever truly be satisfied? Knowing your wife, James, she's never satisfied. Ah, oh, you son of a bitch. I walked right into that one. All right, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you, James. No, 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 no. All right, that's, hold on. And then, okay, to close it out, People that blow surprise parties, Brazilian slash Korean barbecue, and my wife. Ah, fuck you! Fuck you! All right! That's it, everybody. That's going to do it. You know what? Before I close out the show, for sure this time, for surezies, I want to say that I feel pretty fucking rusty doing this show. It's been a while, it's been a while since I did one of these shows. And I got to be honest, I'm off my game. I don't think I delivered the usual top quality performance that you have all come to expect and love. And I would apologize, but this is free and you can go fuck yourselves. I'm just making the observation that I don't think tonight's show was as good as it could have been. That's all I'm saying. And if you don't like it, to quote the great Biff, you can make like a tree and get out of here. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me tonight on this episode of The Danger Hour. And tonight I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finalize the show by saying... I'm going to play a song for you guys. Now, it was bad enough. The last show I talked about David Bowie dying. That was fucking, that sucked. That sucked. We lost a great talent. The other thing that fucking sucks, not, not long after that, we lost another one. Another fucking classic rock legend, Glenn Fry, One of the founders of the Eagles. The fucking Eagles. I love the Eagles. I fucking love the Eagles. I, I'm not afraid to say it. Some of you guys think they're kind of soft. But I, I love the fucking Eagles. And so he was a founding member and a member all the way through. And the thing that bugs me the most, I mean, of course, he's dead. That's fucked up. But the thing that really fucking sucks is that I was like, you know what? I, don't, I can't believe I've never seen these guys. The next time they come around, I'm for sure going to go. And now I can't fucking do it. That made me fucking sad. Ah. So anyway, 
I'm going to end the show by playing a song by the Eagles. And no, it's not going to be Hotel California. It's going to be a song that Glenn Fry actually sang the lead vocals in. And uh, God damn it, we lost another great one. If you have a chance, check out the documentary about the Eagles on Netflix. It's pretty cool. It's pretty good. Um, those guys led a wild fucking life. And uh, anyway, so this is it. Thank you, Glenn, for all the great fucking music. And uh, stay dangerous. sound.